It is your destiny to make a difference in this life. The truth is that you were always destined for greatness. From the beginning, even before time began, you existed in the heart of God. And at the exact moment when He planned it, you came to this life to change the world. Therefore, because you are destined for greatness, you deserve the chance to discover the truths that will heal your heart and free you to live your life fully. I am Steph Esbach and my mission in life is to help people overcome their brokenness. Welcome to today's topic, Is a Broken Heart Mendable? As I was staring at the scattered pieces of glass on the floor in total disbelief, I had this huge feeling on the inside. I was looking at the very last of the treasures that I had from my mum. The words my cleaning lady repeatedly said, Sorry ma'am, sorry, kept ringing in my ears. And every time I heard it, the anger on the inside crept up with renewed force. What on earth could, sorry ma'am, sorry, do to restore what was broken? What I've treasured was destroyed in one moment and would soon be gone forever. No sorry could ever replace it. Even as I'm thinking back to that day right now, I still remember that feeling of disappointment. It felt so final, but it was only an item and soon my life carried on as usual. That kind of loss is much easier to bear than the loss of a person. Yes, the day my mom died was terrible. Even today, a couple of years later, I still carry the feeling of brokenness here on the inside. At times, you know, the longing gets so severe that I feel like screaming it out loud. Loss is reality. Loss is painful. We all experience loss and broken hearts sometimes. That is life. But is a broken heart truly mendable? Yes. Is it easy? No, not at all. Does it take time? Oh, yes. One of the most comforting scripture verses in this regard we find in Psalms 147, verse 3 to 5. I want to read that to you. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. Did you hear that? He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Do yourself a favor tonight when it is dark. Look up to the sky and see the millions of stars. He knows each one by name, and this is only our galaxy. There are millions of galaxies like this one, with billions of stars in each one of them. And the Bible tells us He knows each one by name. Then the word reminds us that every hair on our head is counted. Touch your hair for a moment. You probably never thought of counting them, much less giving each one their own name. But whenever any of those hairs fall out or stay behind in your brush, God knows. He knows because He cares. Not about the hair, but you. 
He carries you in his heart. And Jesus came to heal our broken hearts. It was right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry when he made a statement that still stands firm today. Forty days earlier, he met John the Baptist and requested to be baptized by him. He was coming out of the water. Then the Holy Spirit came down upon him and God the Father's voice came from heaven. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Immediately, Jesus set out to the desert where he would fast and pray for the next 40 days. During this time, he was tested over and over by Satan, who tried to break his spirit and his faith, something he was unable to do. In fact, in that desert, Jesus overcame Satan and he set the boundaries. He would never bow before Satan or tolerate any of his schemes at all. What was the statement Jesus made? He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at peace and liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. You can read that in Luke 4, verse 18 to 19. If every hair on your head is counted by the Lord, then he is intensely aware of every broken piece in your heart as well. And he wants to heal it, starting today, starting right now. What exactly did Jesus mean when he made that statement? He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. Jesus was saying that Father God loved you so much that he sent him, Jesus, to heal your broken heart. It's true. Father has a plan and a purpose for you, and he wants your heart and your life to be healed. In fact, he wants it so much that Jesus came to die in our place for us to be free and healed through his sacrifice. Jesus was sent to do that. And he's not planning to do anything less than the total will of Father. You have to realize, though, that not even God will do anything against our will. He never takes us behind the neck and forces us to do anything. I invite you to be willing and allow him to heal your broken life. But... Yes, I hear the trillion questions flowing right through your mind now. And many of them start with a little word, but. I will try to answer some of them just now. To proclaim liberty to the captives. That was the second point. Did you know that we are kept captive by our pain? We often find ourselves on the inside of the prisons of our own making. Pain becomes a prison. The weird thing about this prison is that the key is on the inside. If the key is on the inside, it means that you can turn it anytime you like and get out. Don't remain in captivity one day longer. Get up and get out today. Unfortunately, 
Your eyes might have been so blinded by hurt and by tears that you were not able to see the key to your freedom up to this day. But please trust me when I say that the key is on the inside. It is within your reach. The next point Jesus made was recovery of sight to the blind. What does it mean? Because your eyes might be blinded by pain and hurt, you need a recovery of sight. That is spiritual sight. It is in the light of His light that we can see. A good point to start is to ask for spiritual sight to be restored into your life. Ask God to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Ask Him that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened and that you will be able to see what He's trying to show you right now. Let me tell you, He is calling you to a life of fulfillment and healing. That is why we have this meeting today. The next point that Jesus made was to set at liberty those who are oppressed. To be oppressed means to be downtrodden. I remember when I was a young child, I once found a little plastic soldier in the soil. It was buried quite deeply underneath, but my excavations as I was playing in the dirt exposed it. I was very excited about my treasure and I quickly ran to the tap and to wash off all the dirt. It was difficult, but at last I was done and at a closer inspection I could see that this poor little soldier suffered severe wounds during his battles in Toy World. He carried the marks of his wounds, fingers missing, leg broken and his gun was gone. As a survivor, he received a special place among my toys. But we are not toys. We are God's own special children, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, his special people. That is who you are. You might feel like a victim of life, but you are a survivor with a very bright future and a special place in the heart of Father. Then Jesus said he came to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Close your eyes for a moment and see it. See how you are laughing and smiling. See how you are testifying about the healing and freedom you experience. See how you are turning your wounds into meaning. Helping others the same way you were helped and healed. Our healed wounds and healed lives become the field of our ministry. It becomes the place where we do payback on Satan, the one who sits behind all your pain, by becoming an instrument of healing in the hands of our loving Father. Your misery is soon to become your ministry. You too will proclaim to others that it is acceptable year of the Lord, the year of jubilation, because you were healed. I am prophesying this over your life right now. I am proclaiming the acceptable year of God over your life right now. I am declaring your breakthrough and your breakout. Your life is never going to be the same again. I say this in Jesus' name. 
I know there are so many buts in your mind right now. I'm aware of that. But please allow me to answer a couple of them very briefly. But everything in my life happens because God has planned it. No, it's not true. The Bible clearly states that Satan is the one who comes to kill, steal and destroy. Not God. You can read that in John 10 verse 10. Jesus states in that same verse that I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus came for the specific reason that he might destroy the works of the devil. Go and read 1 John 3 verse 8. But God is punishing me for something I did in the past. No, God is not punishing you. Jesus took all the punishment on our behalf. He died on the cross for you and me, so we won't have to be punished by God. Jesus came that you might be set free from punishment. What you are experiencing in your life is not the result of punishment. It might be as a result of certain things or the consequences of wrong choices, but it is not because God is punishing you. God didn't kill your baby or your spouse, your parents or loved ones to teach you a lesson. Don't ever believe those lies of the father of lies, Satan. It is not true. But maybe God is teaching me some kind of lesson. God is always trying to teach us life lessons, but never by hurting us. He uses His Word, His Holy Spirit. He isn't even His children, but He never deliberately hurts us to teach us something. Do you think that any parent in their right mind would break their two-year-old's arm to teach him something? Why do you think a loving father will bring you into a vehicle accident or allow you to be raped or let your parents be killed by murderers or any other terrible thing just to teach you some life lesson? No, and a thousand times no, God does not work that way. He can't because he's God and he never turns against his own word. A last word on but for today. I once heard somebody saying that we need to learn to put our butt in the right place. I know it sounds a little funny, but what did this person mean? Well, consider the following example. The example is this. I want to talk to people, but I'm shy. Versus, I'm shy, but I want to talk to people. Could you hear the difference? Everything before the but is cancelled out by whatever follows the but. Let me give you that example again. I want to talk to people, but. So immediately that first part is cancelled out by I am shy. So the shy becomes a strong one in this sentence. I'm shy, therefore I will not speak to people. On the other side, I am shy, but... So, I'm shy is cancelled out. I want to talk to people. That becomes the strong one. Learn to put the butt on the right place. So what? I just love the phrase, so what? It helps us to see things more clearly. I want to encourage you to learn to put your butt in future in the right place. Put the things that might be true, but which is holding you back before the butt. 
and then put God's word, his answer on that thing after your but. Let me give you a couple of examples. My heart is broken, but Jesus came to heal it. Just hear how it would sound the other way around. Jesus came to heal it, but my heart is broken. Do you hear the message? My life is in pieces. That is the truth. But Jesus promised to put me back together again. That becomes the strong part of this sentence. My dreams are scattered, but I put my trust in my loving Father and He gave me a hope and a future. I felt like a nobody because of what happened, but I am a child of God and He is restoring my life. Please learn to put your butt in the right place. Until next time. I trust that you have enjoyed today's episode. You can also find me on Facebook as well as YouTube. Just look for Destined for Greatness. And remember to check out my website as well. stephesbach.co.za